Welcome to Bo's Cafe. Welcome to Bo's Cafe. Welcome to Bo's Cafe. Hey, you know, we took a road trip through the desert last weekend, and uh, David uh, drove in. Am I right, John? He drove the whole way. You are right. He was great. Oh, so encouraged. I did hit a curb. Oh, yeah. Gloriously got that guy. Got to hit a curb. Got to hit something. Yeah. But you didn't hit a mailbox. No. None of that Orlando. I was thinking the same thing. Didn't hit a mailbox. You were thinking about that mailbox? Yeah. This one had a backup camera, so. Yeah, yeah, there were no mailboxes. And there was no Everglades for me to get lost in, so. Yeah, yeah, wow. Well, i tell you where we did get lost, uh, at a jack-in-the-box. Oh, my goodness. John kept talking about the bonus jack. Oh, like, yeah. Bonus jack, which 80s. hasn't been There's around no since. Bonus no. jack. Just, just memories. And so. I wouldn't take him to a jack-in-the-box. Uh, until the end of the trip. Until he tells he's not bonus. hungry. Yeah. We're in Blythe, and all there is is a jack-in-the-box. Oh, so I pull God. in there just for a joke, and the joke was on me. Oh, Anything to eat a jack-in-the-box. You simulated oh. a jack-in-the-box oh. with the oh, yeah. secret sauce. Yeah, and the... it was oof. Oh. Bad. That was not. not I am the best. sorry for me, for everyone who was in that establishment. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but we did have an In-N-Out burger. Yes. I mean, we ate burgers yes. previously. We, previously. No, no yeah. David did. Yeah. Because no. <laughs> we got his in the car, and David had to drive and refused yeah, yeah. to ruin and his shirt. They put sauce on it when he asked. Yeah. Him. To put sauce. I was smart. I knew what I needed. Yeah, I, you did. I needed no sauce. I needed no spread whatsoever, so I could eat it. And Absolutely. They made that thing like a sauce swamp burger. Yeah. yeah. So that that thing just went cold and into the garbage. Oh, well, thank you guys for coming today. Oh, yeah. I'm so glad you could be. Here. Well, some people just left the podcast when they heard I threw out an In and Out burger. They just enraged. They're they turned angry it off. with you. I would never do that in normal circumstances. That's right. Mm. But we weren't going to drive just so you could eat. <laughs> they made that clear. Yeah. Didn't matter how many curbs I hit. Oh, we are in a second week of a series. Yes. Um, the series of what what scares us about grace? What are the yeah. obstacles, the objections to grace? And the one today is, if, if, if I trust this grace, then won't that just give me a license to sin. Like throw out an in and out burger. That's oh, well, a like, license like to that. sin. Yeah. Won't it give us a license to sin if I trust yeah, grace? Yeah. Okay. Will it will it just cause me not not to care and not to be accountable for what I used to be accountable for before I believed in God's grace? Wouldn't you say when we go out into a place we've maybe never been before, that's one of the first if we really get down to what Oh my gosh, this environment will become a place that has a license to sin. Yeah. And sin won't be taken seriously. I have no guardrails anymore. I can't, yeah. I'm, I'm going to go off. Um, so you may have answered that, but many, many, many who are around you have not answered that. And so they fear sin, as we said last week, as anything more than a condiment. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I think the Judaizers quite honestly, we're afraid of this question. And that's why Paul wrote these words in um, Romans chapter 6. What shall we say then? Are we to continue in sin that grace may abound? By no means. How can we who died to sin still live in it? Verse 15 of chapter 6. What then? Are we to sin because we are not under law but under grace? By no means. Do you not know that if you present yourselves to anyone as obedient slaves, you are slaves of the one you obey, either of sin, which leads to death, 
are of obedience, which leads to righteousness. But thanks be to God that you who were once slaves of sin have become obedient from the heart to the standard of teaching to which you were committed. And I want to just finish this last phrase. And have been set free from sin, you have now become slaves of righteousness. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have, uh, as a ministry, we've battled with this for 20 years and are still battling with it. Because there is a mindset in the majority of the church that our behavior is what marks our spirituality rather than our spirituality being the foundation for our behavior. Right. And that's that to me is the linchpin. Mm-hmm. Will I Don't bring s- me into this. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> will, <laughs> thank you, John. Will, will I be that person who is able to believe that grace does not, in fact, give license to sin? Now, this is such weird thinking for people, but the law does. See, the law does. Yeah. Any other theology but grace exactly. gives a license to Exactly. Yeah. And what we want to do is we want to grab some of the law to keep us accountable to our behavior when it's the law that exaggerates the sin in us. That's right. So there is nothing about the law. In fact, Paul wisely says, as a believer, I'm actually dead to the law. It, it is no longer has any foundation to my living. I have a new foundation. The new foundation is a foundation where my heart is the checkpoint, not my behavior. Yeah. My heart is the checkpoint. Do I now understand that because I'm new in Christ, my new heart is not a heart that wants to sin it's actually a heart that wants to live into its righteousness. You know, you know, when you say that, I think a lot of people who have been using the law to keep themselves from sinning are afraid to trust their new heart because exactly. their new heart is so twisted in its thinking. And it so has been hiding for so long that we are afraid to actually start to trust it. Yeah. I think, too, that they have had this experience that maybe they couldn't share with others because they were managing to put on a a performance, that the law and their attempts to obey it was not working. It was not working for them. Exactly. And so they go, you know, this. I've been trying really hard. If I, quote, don't try at all, it's going to get worse. And don't understand that their whole DNA has been rewired and that that's the only hope. Uh, amazing how confused uh, we get. And it's not like it's a complex matter. It's a profound ma- matter, but it's not complex. It's, it's one or the other. Amen. You know? And so Paul could not say it more boldly than to say you are no longer to be controlled by sin because you're no longer under a law, but you're under grace. It's grace that will take, if you'll trust it, it yes. will take you out of the control of sin, and it's the only way out. Right? You know what? We're discovering a zillion different places. Is it so hard, Bruce, to admit what you just said? Yeah. Hmm. It is so hard to admit that my theology is not working. Yeah. Yes. It's it's like it has to be. So what do I do? I ramp up again. I ramp up again. I ramp up again. Yeah. You know, we have a one-liner. If my 
theology is not touching my reality. It's because I don't understand grace. It's a simple one-liner. But it has all kinds of truth in it. Mm -hmm. It's all kinds of truth. Grace always helps me get in touch with my reality. How do I mark my reality? By what's true in my heart. That's how I mark my reality. My reality is not what's true in my behavior. Because I can behave Christianese. I can do it. Can comply I to that. proved that personally. Sure. The darkest part of my whole life was in my 27 to 31 years of life. But up until that point, I was masking because I was Christianizing. You looked really good. I did. I did. In fact, I was the rising star. And it was probably the saddest point in your relationship with God. In yeah. any oh, oh! I mean, I was done. And that was I, about 10 years of being a Christian, 17 exactly. to 27. Yeah, it was, yeah, like 27, that. I, but, I, but I figured out how to live the way people yeah. expected me to live. Yeah. But my life was so defeated. You had nice suits, though. I did. Oh, you know, oh, those oh, days. Yes. But my first three were actually suits I bought used. My first day as a young CPA, I did not own a suit. <laughs> I did not That's own great. a suit, and you were required to wear one. Yeah, so the weekend before I start on Monday, Grace and I found an ad in the paper, <laughs> and a guy had three suits that were almost my size for $25 each, and I bought all three of them. <laughs> and I wore it on Monday. Nobody knew it, uh, but I wore it on Monday. Nice That's timing. Really golf coats, is it? No, 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 no. no. <laughs> that, I, that I paid real money for. <laughs> so uh, if someone is right on that that verge or that that hesitation dance where they say oh, i don't i don't know how to take that first step or how to mm. move out here mm. what do you say to give mm. them encouragement today my answer would be this would be that time in your life to trust who god says you are stop trusting who you know you are stop it because that's going to keep you trapped who you know you think you are. Exactly. Yeah. But who is it that God says you are? Is Paul right? Do you now have a righteousness from which you can live right? Is that true? Hmm. If I don't believe it, I'm I'm stuck. I mean, theologically, in my reality, I am deeply stuck. Hmm. That's why he says you no longer have to serve sin. That's the truth. You don't have to do it. Hmm. And if there's anyone around you that also believes what you just said, hang out with them. Let them remind exactly. you of reality instead of your own unreality. By the way, if we're talking to a pastor or a community leader who is saying, I want to try this, but I have no basis for a foundation, you guys, we we have put together an online course called the CHTL. You can look it up on trueface.com. Uh, our next one's going to be in August, and these are gems. They are powerful gifts for a community to start to lean on what you know is true, but are not sure you have the ability to defend it or process it with anybody. So, guys, that's coming up. Get your names on it soon. Call in. Uh, we can't wait for you to be part of that. And we'll probably say this almost every week because these fears that we have about grace are real and they won't go away uh, with a slogan. So we have to process truth to get to, to the really bottom line. Thank you guys Absolutely. for coming. Thank you. See you next week at Bo's Cafe.